Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hi guys, I am here with Allison of Allison James. She is an artist. She is just an all-around badass. I'm so excited to talk with her and get to know more of her story. How are you doing, Allison? I'm doing great. I hope everyone's having a great day listening to this so far. Yeah, same. I We were just talking before we started recording and I'm so glad we finally got to do this because we've been talking about it for a long time. So I'm so glad it finally worked. So tell me a little bit more about you, how you got into painting, all of that goodness. Okay, so I have like a spiel because people ask me this all the time. So like, <laughs> oh, you're an artist, like that's Perfect. so amazing because um, <laughs> it's super unconventional. But I've actually been painting my entire life. Um, my mom has pictures of me because, you know, moms just like brag on their kids. But she yeah. has pictures of me when I was like three and I just have my little tin of crowns and I'm just drawing away and like I didn't do Barbies like all I cared about was art and so um I studied all the regular curriculum in high school but I also took two years of AP art and um I went to school for art and I have a BFA a Bachelor of Fine Art in painting drawing and printmaking um so it's three divisions and um yeah so I did that for five years I studied abroad and um studied painting and drawing in Italy for a summer and I've just yeah it's literally all I've ever (laughs) wanted to do and have done and I've just been really grateful or I'm really grateful that I was you know able to pursue my dream so um I actually because I am an artist and there's no like guideline for that. When you graduate, I fell into retail after I graduated. Um, and I worked for anthropology for a few years, which I'm sure everyone has heard of, Mm -hmm. um, which was a great job, but I missed painting. So, um, I guess I can get into that later about how I, made the journey into art full-time for my career. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what were you doing in anthropology when you were working there? So I actually got, I started, I moved back home after I graduated because I was like, what the hell am I doing? Um, and I had a <laughs> studio downtown, which was awesome, but I needed money. And so I started working part-time at a boutique and two years went by and I'm still doing the same thing, but I was a buyer for the boutique. It was so much fun. Oh yeah. Um, And one of my friends who moved to Atlanta a few years before me, she had kind of moved up in the ranks with anthropology on the management side. And she came down and recruited me to be a full-time bridal stylist for Beholden, which is their um, bridal division. And they were opening the first store in the Southeast. There were only five stores open at the time. This is uh, like May of 2015. Okay. And so I left my little small town, um, moved to Atlanta live with my grandma have like an hour and a half commute both ways for three months Um, yeah I needed to get out of ferry really bad (laughs) Um, and yeah so I was a stylist fashion's my other love so it was you know it was that was a no-brainer and I needed to be in a bigger city so yeah one thing led to the other I got um, engaged along the way working for anthropology and when I got back from my honeymoon the job that I've been working towards over like those past 
three years, which is the visual manager position. Basically they just make the store look amazing mm-hmm. every day. Um, it no longer existed when I got back from my honeymoon. Oh, dang. <laughs> so I was like, all right, gotta get a new plan. And that is where, you know, my husband and I just decided, okay, so we really got to figure this out because what we thought we were holding on to, you know, it was just like a huge sign that mm-hmm. I had just been kind of running away from, I don't want to say my destiny. That sounds cheesy, but <laughs> it's like I had been running away from it for so long. Yeah. And, um, you know, the universe was like, you, you, you can't run anymore. You're all have options. You have to try, you have to yeah. do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I know all that stuff sounds cheesy, but as like creatives, it feels real. Like you can ignore it for a second. And I feel like a lot of people are probably in that position where, I mean, you were in kind of a creative career. Like, it's not like you were working like a boring desk job, but you, it's hard to ignore the feeling that like, there's so much more for you. 100%. And I thought that I was like, I was like, Oh, this is perfect. It checks all the boxes. Like I have a steady income working with creative people. I'm able to do things artistically, but also, um, you know, there's fashion involved. Like it was Mm -hmm. everything. But at the end of the day, I was still like slaving away, working retail, Mm -hmm. um, crazy hours. Like anybody who's worked in customer service or customer based, anything retail just knows it's, it's hard. It's Mm -hmm. really hard, especially when you have like a side hustle or just a dream that Mm -hmm. you keep pushing back because you just have to pay the bills. And so, um, well, so what did that look like for you once you decide, once you realized, once you realized that job wasn't available, was it like an instant, okay, I got to quit or what did that look like? So such a good question. So <laughs> I, I kind of freaked out. Uh, my manager had taken me into the office. Um, cause I was like, oh my God, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what the what? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I went home that day and my husband, Brandon, if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen him from time to time in my stories. He is a very practical man. He works in insurance Hmm. and he was like, okay, we got to get a plan. Like let's, we can do this. Um, So we're very opposite. And I left in September. I left anthropology in September, but I did not quit and just say like, Oh, Lottie doll, like I'm going to just go be an artist. That's something I stress to everyone who, um, is a creative because I know I love when I listen to your podcast, I love how you say, you know, you have to take a risk or if you don't invest in yourself or if you don't, um, you know, as far as like, even something is like paying for courses. Like if you pay for them, you're going to take them more seriously Mm -hmm. versus a free course, just things like that. Like the seriousness of it. Um, and so I had to really be serious about my future and making that secure. So I knew that my one shot as becoming an artist didn't just crumble from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was kind of starting from scratch out of college. Like it, it was like I was graduating all over again and just starting from nothing. Yeah. So, um, I got a kind of full-time part-time job with, um, Ballard Designs, which is a like home furnishing company, but I did visuals for them. So, um, it was nice because there was no more fitting rooms and no more, you know, women screaming at me because they didn't have a size six in the dress. <laughs> um, but it was still like a lot of the same, same bullshit. It was the same bullshit. If we're just going to be frank. Um, but what I did is, uh, you know, uh, over a year, course of a year, 
I slowly whittled down from four days a week to three days a week mm. to two days a week to one day a week. And um, I was, for that year, I was working at least 60 hours a week um, with my part-time job and hours in the studio because I was so determined to make it work. And this is seven days a week. I didn't have a day off. I didn't take a vacation in 2017. I, because I wanted it that bad because I knew that it's all that, all I ever wanted. And I was like, I'm, I don't have any kids right now. Like I'm still like, I'm young, I'm healthy. Like I'm going to make this freaking happen. So, um, yeah. So it was really cool because last December, you know, it's holiday season retail. It's always insane. Mm -hmm. And that one day a week at just, and I was there from eight in the morning till three in the afternoon. That one day a week was in my way. It was becoming too much. Like I was wasting my time. Mm. I was like, this is so cool that I have finally, you know, I have my business up and running enough to where I'm actually losing money by being at this part-time job right now. Uh, Yeah. So that was like a huge thing. And then finally (laughs) my husband was like, He's so scared. He's so scared. But he was like, I think we can do it. I think we can do it. And I'm like, I'm making like $10 a day. Like, yes, we can do it. Like, I can sell one painting. It will be fine. Like, I'll literally make, like, I'm making a month here. Like, you've got to let go. Um, but, yeah, so that was awesome. So I'm going on a year of being, I guess, 100% full-time. That's so cool. Well, I, I just love the path that you took to get there because it's true that, like, you have to take it seriously in the beginning, but also it would have been so stressful if you had just 100% gone in, right? To start from zero and then all of a sudden been leaning on your paintings to like put food on the table versus realizing you had to get out of the environment where it was taking up all of your time. Exactly. And I think that's the huge point is environment, you know, going into retail every day or even I mean, there's so many people who work nine to fives or they're in corporate America, but they have an artistic bone, but they are being like, their soul is being sucked out of them every day when they're at work. And then they try to go home and paint. And it's, it's really hard to kind of switch that on and off. So being able to just grow within myself and my art and have time in the studio. um, At first it was hard because you know, people are always like, what do you do all day? And I'm like, I have a schedule. I clock in, I clock out. Like I eat lunch at 12. What do you do all day? <laughs> um, but at first it was hard because you're, you know, I was like, Oh, I get to do this now. Like, what, is, what do I want this to look like? And I yeah. Think it's so what is it, what is your like day to day look like then? Like, okay. So I get up between like six and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't set an alarm, which is nice. Um, again, we don't you have any kids regularly now. wake up at that time. Well, yes, and uh, we have our dog, Reggie. Oh. You've probably seen him on Instagram. Yeah. He he is a chunky man, and he (laughs) gets very hungry. (laughs) So he kind of starts, like, wiggling around, and he kind of gets us up. Oh, that's nice. um, It's a more pleasant way to wake up. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you're – I hate you. No, I don't want You're adorable. Like, let's go. Let's go hang out. Um, (laughs) But I come downstairs, uh, drink some coffee, and then I – every day before – I would say I try to do it before nine, but I, I'll work out in some way. I have not always been this way. This has really only been since like December, but I have kind of struggled with anxiety and, you know, all of those sad things since I was a kid. Um, but I've always hated working out. And so I've just recently really been strict about it. 
Um, and it's made a huge difference in my mood and my energy. So, uh, try to get that knocked out. And around 11, I will eat. And, um, another thing that's been huge, this is like not art related. It's just wellness related, but I've done intermittent fasting since December as well. And it's been really big for my energy because I have, you know, you just get so bogged down from everything. So it's really freed up some mind space for me. Um, and then I'm straight to the studio and a reason, the reason why I take my, so much time for myself in the mornings to do all those things. And I'm, you know, I'm answering emails while I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. I'm not just like sitting there. We don't even turn the TV on in the morning, but I'm, I'm working, but I'm working in another way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, where my studio is positioned, my studio is in my home. The sun, I don't have any light in there until noon. So I'm able to do all these other things and get caught up. And then, you know, once noon rolls around, I'm like, all right, it's time to paint. Um, Just the way that the windows are positioned for the natural light that I need to paint. Um, So yeah, at noon, I put on my paint clothes. I go upstairs and I paint until about four or five. And then I come downstairs and make dinner. And then I might, you know, answer some emails at night. And I try to be in bed by eight. That's so awesome. Like comparing your schedule now looking at it, is it crazy to look back at like what you were doing in the beginning to try to make it all work? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I mean, I talk to my friends about this, but it's, I think it's with like with all things in life, but the more practice and the more time you're able to just tend to something, you become like more efficient. Right. And you become more just aware of the process and the steps and the order of all of those things. And instead of, you know, in the beginning I was, I wasn't flailing, but I was excited and just trying to do everything at one time. But now I know like, this is what works for me in the morning. This is what works for me in the afternoon. And this is what works for me at night to be the happiest and the most efficient, like a freaking well-oiled machine. And on top of that, um, I mean, anybody can relate to this as far as processes go, but now I'm so deep into the flow of my work and I have like a true identity as an artist. Like this is what I'm painting and I'll be painting like this, you know, for years and years to come that it just comes so much easier to me. Like I'm not in the studio thinking like, what the hell is this? Like, does this even make sense? Like, why am I painting this? So I think finding your identity as a creative in that way um, just makes life so much easier. But you have got to put the time in to do it. You can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. And, and you also have to have grace with yourself and be flexible and just know that you're not always going to have it figured out and that's okay. And tomorrow's a new day. And, you know, as long as you're just trying and you're working really, really hard, it just, it'll come. Yeah. I love that. Well, and it's like when we have the systems down and these things are running like a machine. It makes it easier to show up on days when you don't want to show up because you just know it's what you do. For sure. And you're like, I mean, to that point, there are some days where I'm like, okay, it's 12. I need to go paint, but I don't want to paint. So I do something else. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll find an email or I'll get on Instagram and like put some stories up or I'll do a post or whatever. Like there's just always something that you can be doing for your business. Um, no matter what your business is. But I think that's something that people don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, necessarily. And I have people reach out to me all the time. They're like, what's your, what's your secret? Like, how are you 
blowing up. Like, how are you doing what you're doing? And I'm like, I work all the time and I work really hard, but I like what I do. Um, there's no magic formula. Like you could have just gone on Google and looked up some ways to market yourself versus asking me, mm-hmm. you know, like everything that I've learned about branding in my business besides the course that I took from you. Um, I found that out on my own and like, I looked it up on my own and I asked people and, you know, I read articles and, you know, you have to want to help yourself. You can't just sit there and just be like, woe is me. Cause it's, yeah. It's well, it's like, that's, that's the secret is you have to be willing to go and learn about stuff yourself because all the successful entrepreneurs I talk about, they didn't have somebody over their shoulder saying, this is what you should do. Then do this, then do this. It's just freaking figuring it out. You have to just figure it out and you have to want to figure it out. And yeah. if you get, you know, halfway through something and you're like, I don't give two shits about this anymore, then try, you know, pivot. Like you always yeah. say, just pivot, try something else. Like don't give up, but you know, you have to have a good attitude. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <It's not hard. laughs> totally. Uh, how long would you say it took you to like find your own style? Was that something you developed during school or was that something like, what did that process look like? Um, that process actually grew through confidence. And what I mean by that is in, so in school, when you are being taught how to paint and how to draw, you start from the basics, you work your way up. Um, and growing up, I loved drawing people and I love figures and I love faces and the eyes and the lips and Um, so realism was my favorite thing to do because it was, I'm a perfectionist. So it was the challenge of of looking at a photo or looking at a person and being able to replicate that as closely Mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. It was very gratifying and I was very good at it. But then while I was in school, I got to a point where I copied a Da Vinci illustration that he did of a man I can't remember what it's called I think it might be called like little old man or something Hmm. and I got a 98 on it from my hardest professor who studied in San Francisco Wow, if she's listening um (laughs) and and at that point I was just like I'm bored like I'm bored with this and so you know that was that was my senior year and I did you know I still continued and I made all A's in all of my art classes and I did what I needed to do. Um, but I really started diving into mixed medium, which is what I practice now. And it's anything and everything you can get your hands on, but in a, in a fine art way. So we're not talking like newspaper clippings and things like that. We're, you know, it's, um, it's just more elevated. And so when I jumped back into art after leaving retail, it wasn't, Oh, well, I'm going to do people again because I didn't care about that. Like that's not telling my story. Um, and that's the whole thing with art is like it, it needs to service you as well as people who are looking at it. So I started with just complete abstraction of like surface and then it slowly grew into these like shapes and symbols that it's like, I have this decoder ring and I'm just putting images onto the surface and I'm not going to tell you what they are because I want you to find meaning in them. Mm-hmm. And they have just slowly gotten brighter over the past two years that I've been painting because that was the confidence factor because all anybody wants, all any designers want, they want blue and green and cream because it's easy to sell and it's easy to place. Mm-hmm. So when I started, that's what I was doing. Um, 
and I've always loved painting big. So my pieces are, they're like five by four feet paintings. Like they're huge. They're, we build them in our studio. So they're all made of wood. And like they're all handcrafted and they're awesome, but they were passive and meek and scared mm. and they're beautiful paintings, but they were not, I wasn't speaking my truth. I hate it when people say that, but I wasn't speaking <laughs> my truth. So I'm like, Ugh. but anyways, I wasn't speaking my truth. I'm using it now. And, um, so yeah, so now I just, I don't care. Like I, I paint what I need to say. Um, each painting is a little self portrait, a little clip of my life and a conversation that I've had or something that's affected me. It's very expressive. Um, and I use a lot of bright color because I try to radiate joy out into the world and, you know, there's a lot of people are layered and there's a lot to everyone's story. And, um, sometimes I like to trick people cause they might look at me and think like, Oh, she's got it all together. Like she, whatever. She's, you know, just a normal white chick, like everything's fine. But I mean, we've had, we've all had some heavy stuff happen to us in our lives. And so I like to paint these things that look beautiful when you first glance at them and they're bright and they catch your eye. But the closer you get to them, you see the detail, you see kind of, the grit and you know the imperfections and so it's they just are they're me being brave yeah they they're so beautiful I can't wait for everybody listening to this podcast to go stalk you because <laughs> your art is like so insane it's the main reason that I'm like excited to like get a new house so I have room for it I think that says a lot about you too because I mean I've learned so much just listening to all the people that you've interviewed. Um, and it's just, I just appreciate you recognizing the, I guess the work that I've put in and how, even though I am an artist, like what I have to say, I think we all can help each other for sure. Yeah, totally. It's going to like what attracted me to you was your Instagram is so like personal and it feels like I really knew you just from your Instagram. That's why, you know, versus somebody else who maybe is posting paintings they don't feel as like real and personal to me as you so how do you do that how do you show up on Instagram when did you start like having such a strong presence on Instagram what did that look like with the process of your business Ooh. so I've always loved Instagram because I love I've always loved photography my dad is a fine art photographer mm. um and I just knew so Instagram wasn't a thing I think I graduated and it was coming out like that year or it came out like that, that spring that I graduated. And I was like, thank God. And Snapchat, like totally missed all of that. Thank yeah. it. <laughs> um, Cause I went to a party school and that would have been awful. <laughs> um, I hope my mom's not listening, but anyways, so, so, um, I just knew once I jumped back into everything that that was a huge opportunity. And like you always say, like, why are people complaining about Instagram? It's free marketing. And I'm like, hell yeah, it's free marketing. Like let's use this. And so, um, I've always been in tune, you know, with color and presentation and things like that. So even when I was just posting pictures for myself, um, I thought it was really important for them to be cohesive. And I guess it just slowly grew that idea and like that importance grew into my business as well. But I mean, I've read so many articles on your feed and I've gone to so many social media like workshops and just 
always trying to think about those things because yes, I'm an artist and I am, you know, I'm a fine artist and I'm shown in galleries and this, that, and the other, but it's just another avenue for someone to, it's me. Like it's, it's my reputation and it's a reflection of me. So I want it to be good. Yeah. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds, but like it, it needs to be. And like, if I'm an artist, why wouldn't my, you know, this marketing tool that I have be a direct re- reflection of me and my work? Because I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that about my posts because I struggle with that sometimes because there's a lot of artists that I admire and they're just very to the point. They post the painting, the title, the size, um, all of the materials used and like if it's available or not and that's it. And they've got, you know, a bajillion followers and I'm like, should I be more serious? Like, do I need to be doing this or, but no. that's never been me. Yeah. Um, I always like, I wear my heart on my sleeve cause I, you know, one of my mantras is like, if I'm not helping you, then I'm not helping myself. Oh, I love that. Um, because I just, I've always been a nurturer. So I, I mean, I try to tell my story on there as much as I can without pushing people away and being open. And um, it is pretty remarkable that people that have reached out to me and just thanking me for being real, I guess. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm, I guess I'm doing something right. Yeah, totally. Well, it's so refreshing, you know, like just to have, because to me, I'm not like a, trained artist and so when I would see a big account posting all that stuff I'd be like I don't even know what that means <laughs> like, I, I just want to see like beautiful art that like makes me feel something and you know also get to know the artist behind it yeah yeah well thank you I'm glad that makes yeah. me feel better <laughs> I'll stick <laughs> with you um okay what has been your biggest obstacle since you started doing it full-time what's been something that's been kind of hard to get over man that's a loaded question. <laughs> so I am a Scorpio. Okay. I'm also a Christian. I feel like I sound like a, like a voodoo talker. <laughs> but that's me. You've listened to my podcast. I say the most like, batshit crazy stuff. So. I know. I'm like, I'm all the things. Like I love, I love it all. Um, <laughs> people are, that's probably really frowned upon, whatever. Um, but anyway, so I'm Scorpio and we have like hidden jealous tendencies which I've gotten a lot better about later in in my life um but where I live so I'm in Atlanta Georgia and it's a huge city Mm -hmm. as everyone probably knows um and there are just so many artists here so many female artists um and it's just a very 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 saturated market which is great on the one hand for galleries and Mm. designers and just even community, but, um, it's hard to find, you know, hard to kind of make your mark rather Mm. in a city like this, because you're kind of always a little fish in a big pond. Mm. Um, but I've also used that as fuel because I mean, we're not, we're not leaving here anytime soon. I don't think so you know, instead of me being like, well, no one's ever going to notice me. And I'm just, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm in Atlanta, but so is, you know, this girl who's super famous and this girl and this girl and this girl and, you know, all these guys and they're super well known. Like I've just decided, no, like I, we're the same. I'm, you know, they might be more well known than I am right now, but I 
I will be there, you know, in two years or five years or whatever it is. So um, I think that's been a struggle, but I think that's a struggle no matter who you are and what you do. And it's good to have a goal. And um, I think the other thing I would say is just continuing to believe in myself because I'm still so new into this career and I'm still working out the tweaks, but um, you know, I have a, I, I guess I call it a gift. That sounds really conceited, but I have this thing that I love to do every single day. And um, I'm just really grateful for that. So when I do get discouraged, I just kind of look back on where I was even a year ago and I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm doing really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things I could go on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. Well, I think the jealousy thing is probably something that hits home for a lot of people because I think a lot of people feel that. And it's so true what you said, like, instead of thinking, oh, why am I not there yet? It's just thinking like, I'll be there in two years or five years or whatever. Because a lot of times we don't see the behind the scenes that got them to that place. You know, it's, there's some people, you know, they have hella connections and it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, the art is decent, but why are they on the cover of Atlanta Homes Magazine this month? And it's like, (laughs) because their grandma is best friends with the realtor who's, you know, it's like, so like, old money, bullshit, bullshit kind of stuff, like whatever, <laughs> um, which I guess y'all don't deal with that out there, but <laughs> it's a sound. it sounds um, fun to me. I'm like, that sounds like off of a TV show, but <laughs> yeah, it basically is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the stuff nobody talks about. Nobody wants to admit that they're jealous of other people. Nobody wants to admit that like it sucks when you see this other girl who's, you know, younger than you, like killing it. And you just have to stay in your lane. I also hate when people say that I watched the bachelor last night and <laughs> Luke kept saying, stay in your lane, like 17 times. In his <laughs> I know when this airs or whatever, people are going to be like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> the thing is that I always have to tell, I say so many cliches, but I'm just like, you know what? There's a reason it's cliche. It makes sense for the situation. I need to stop calling it out and just roll with it. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. (laughs) No, I like that you call it out. It's funny. Um, Okay. So what would you say, like, how are you making most of your income? Is it through like gallery sales? Do you know even? Is it through working with interior designers? Like, what does that I'm happy to answer this question. And I hope that whoever's out there listening, like, if you're driving, don't write this down. But, and (laughs) Ken's like, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you have got to find a system for yourself and for your business that creates consistent income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that looks, that is different for everyone. Um, and it also, I think it's also strange because I'm an artist, but I'm also a business. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just kind of like making it up as I go, but it's working for me. So this is what I do. I'm currently in the process right now of filling up commissions. So Commissions are when someone reaches out to you and they're like, Oh, I love your work. Um, I need something this size and these colors. Can you make that happen? Or whatever, you know, there's more to it. And so I book up two commissions a month for the entire year and I do kind of like a, I guess you could call it like an open call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do one for the spring and the summer and then I'll do one for the fall and the winter. And so that is my consistent income. So I have, you know, they'll put down their deposit mm-hmm. um, to secure their spot. And then 
I'll create the work and, you know, we email a ton on the back end. I can't stress that enough either. Like over communicate before you lay a finger on anything because it will save you time in the end and stress from tweet. Like I had to learn that the hard way. Um, so just put the work in, in the beginning to save yourself a headache at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my consistent income. Uh, and I have all of that planned out. So I know like, okay, I have this much coming in this month, this much coming in this month. Another thing too, is if there's any gaps, you know, in June, I'm making a thousand dollars less than I'm making in July. Then of course in July, I'm going to do something to balance that out. So I'll do like a pop-up sale on Instagram or, um, like a little, I'll put a few pieces up in the shop, something like that. That's awesome. Income is, uh, I have second and third they're not really ranked but these are just like my other my other ways um because they're it's pretty up and down um but I do I work with a few galleries across the southeast so um I create inventory and I'll send it out to the galleries um you know and sometimes they sell it in a week um and it's usually a 50 50 split that's pretty normal for galleries some are less some are more such a high percentage I had no idea it's super high I will say <clears throat> the nice thing about that is I'm able to just paint whatever I want mm. you know if they're like we want some larger sizes okay that's my parameter easy done paint mm. whatever I want the work is super honest it's super real um and they have to communicate with the client they do all the emailing and then they have to deal with the shipping which is so awful (laughs) shipping seems insane (laughs) it's so awful it's so expensive it's like it's such a headache every single time you think you get used to it you don't um so I'm like 50% is a lot but it's worth it you just you take that and you're like getting and it, the trade off also is like getting my name out there like mm-hmm. you know designers are coming in they're seeing my work people are seeing my work so I, in my head I'm thinking okay this is the snowball that's slowly going to get me on the cover of Atlanta Homes magazine mm-hmm. you know yeah exactly and things like that um, and then the last way that I have income is through my website so um, I have a shop on my website and it has a few different categories on there so I did a collaboration with a designer out of Greenville, South Carolina. So I have a link to that um, mm-hmm. with some of the works that I sent her. And it has um, some canvas pieces to shop on there, some works on paper. Um, and then I also, like I said earlier, I paint on wood. So it also has some wood pieces in there. Mm-hmm. And whenever I add pieces to the website, I'll always send out an email to my subscribers. I think I have almost 500 now. Oh. Um, I'll always do that. And then another thing for my shop is I've, I like to think that I have almost mastered like the shop launch and the buildup and, you know, getting people to want to sign up for your email list and letting people shop early if they do and yada, yada, yada. So that's how I operate my shop launches. And normally I'll do about four of those a year, mm-hmm. um, about 20 pieces. And when those happen, that's like a nice, layer of income to kind of make up for any ebbs and flows that might happen. Yeah. Well, it's just so cool to hear you like talk about all this because I think a lot of times other like artists of any type think it would be impossible to create consistency. And they're just, again, even starting with like your routine, they're just 
walking around, not knowing what to do, spending hours on social media, but it's like, you've created this stability in a year, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's, it's a lot too of looking at what other people are doing and seeing what's working and then asking yourself, do I want to do that? And do I think it would work for me? And it's so much trial and error. Like you have just got to throw stuff out there sometimes and see what sticks. And as soon as it's dead, like leave it, she's gone. Like just go on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, I mean, with that too, you have to be careful. Like, don't just go willy nilly and like try. Willy nilly is such a southern thing. I just said it. <laughs> Sorry. <It's> cute. <laughs> wow. Um, holy cow. Um, but yeah, you just need to just be smart. And like, the mm-hmm. more smart decisions that you make, the more niche your market is going to become and the easier all these things are going to be for you. You're just going to, you know, you'll do a shop launch one day and you're going to sell out by noon. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because you put in the work and you kept trying things like that's how that stuff happens. It's not, you don't just figure it out overnight. Mm -hmm. Niche markets are big. You need to figure that out like now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the only, I mean, the only way to figure it out is like by doing Yes. And I'm still trying to get mine figured out. I need to raise my age for my niche market. And I also need to expand outside of the South. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that right now. Um, it's hard, but it's, you know, it's a, what is the phrase? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. That's 100% true. And that's like the way that because I think a lot of people, what happens and I sometimes do this where I'll get super excited and take on, so much work and take on a bunch of custom stuff. And then all of a sudden you've been running a sprint and then you're like, I can't do this anymore. And then you're ruining your marathon because you ran too fast and too hard. Yeah. And you're doing stuff that you don't even like or want to be doing. Like that's when you get bogged down again. I mean, to me, that's essentially like when you work in retail and you try to come home at night and paint, like it's don't, don't say yes to stuff you don't want to do. Like if you don't want to work with that client, tell them no, because that's going to leave the opportunity for somebody you do want to work with to come into your life. Exactly. It's like, we can totally create a job we hate for ourselves within our business. Yes. Yes. And it's hard too, because like, of course you're, you know, you want money and like, you're like, well, I gotta pay, I gotta pay the mortgage this month. Mm -hmm. Well, yes you do. But like, if you say no to that opportunity, you're going to find a way to fill that gap doing something that you do want to do because you're driven by, you know, this thing that needs to happen. Yeah, totally. Okay. So, what would you say your favorite thing is about like entrepreneurship? No. I thought you meant anything. I was like, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Maybe I feel like as artists, like, I don't know, as a creative, I'm like, I love literally anything in the world. <laughs> I know. I was like, right now it's Billie Eilish, but uh, <laughs> is that weird? Cause I'm 30. <laughs> um, my favorite thing about being an entrepreneur, um, I, I, this is probably not what anyone has ever said or would want to say, but I think it's that I feel really proud of myself for like the first time, like I've taken a chance on myself and I've always been so timid and it's like, like I'm finally doing what I've always wanted to do. And I'm so proud and something my, you know, there's that phrase, oh shoot, I'm going to mess it up. I keep saying phrases and like idioms. Um, <laughs> when you die, the only thing you can take with you is your reputation and your education. That's something my grandpa used to always say to me. Oh, I love that. 
it's, I feel like I'm creating a legacy for like my children and my family and I'm doing what I love and I'm making so many people proud and I'm making myself proud because it's like, it's working. Like I'm doing it. And it's just, it blows my mind every single day that I'm able to wake up and paint. And I know people will never understand it. My husband, (laughs) a few weeks ago, I got so pissed off. You go to these family functions and everyone's like, so like, how's painting? And I'm like, it's, don't like, it's great. Like, what do you mean? How's painting? Like, I'm tired of shit right now because I've probably worked more than you have all month. Like, what do you yeah. mean? It's awesome. And you know, they just don't get it. And he's like, I mean, you're like an actor, like an actress, like people go and they do these jobs, but like no one understands it really until they do it. It's just so abstract. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I get to wake up every day and do this thing that's super unconventional and like, I'm making twice as much money as I was at anthropology and it's two years later. It's mind boggling. And like, it's, it's really cool. I feel super blessed to be able to do what I'm doing and I will never get bored with it, which is something else. Like it's a career. It's my life. Like I'll be painting until my hands won't work anymore. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. I mean, cause that's the most important thing that will keep you going as an entrepreneur is like being proud of yourself and being grateful for the freedom that we have, no matter how much work it takes. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to look up from what you're doing and what you're working on and just remember why you started in the first place. And it's not, if you started what you're doing to make money, then you need to be doing something else. Yeah. It has to be love and passion behind it and heart because there's a lot of, I mean, you don't, you have to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Well, if I mean, I want to end it there because that was just so beautiful. And I know you have like an art show that you're going to early tomorrow morning. So I will let you go, but tell everyone where they can find you, your Insta and your website, all that good stuff. So you can find me on Instagram at allisonjames.co. A L L I S. Am I supposed to spell it out? Yes. Your sister's going to kill me when she edits this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like weird that I know that. A L L I S O N J A M E S dot C O. And you can find me also on my website at allisonjamesco.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. And I am so proud of you too. And so glad that like Instagram brought us together. I know me too. I'm, this was so much fun. I'm, feel like I know you but maybe it's because I've listened to your voice (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I know you too so we're both doing a good job of showing up I guess well I hope you have a great night and I'll talk to you soon have fun at your art show thanks girlfriend okay bye